Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. My name is Bree, and my friend Morgan is here today. Morgan, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you for asking. <laughs> um, tell my listeners, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay, I love reading. I've always been a big, big reader. Um, but I also was an elementary school teacher. I just stopped at the end of last year to stay home with my daughter. Um, I have a 14-month-old at home, um, so I love getting to stay home with her. And now I have more time to read. It is difficult with a toddler, but more time to read being not in the classroom. So that's been nice as well. I was going to ask, I was like, how is she, how are you juggling like reading with baby. Like I feel like when my oldest two were babies, I really wasn't reading that much. And then when I had my third, I was like full on audiobook mode. So it was a little bit easier, but like <laughs> how is it for you? Yeah, it pretty much has to just be audiobooks. I do actually have like a virtual job. Um it's just pretty flexible like as long as I get my work done. So, um I listen to audiobooks while I'm working. It is a job that I'm able to listen to audiobooks during. So when she naps and at night, I listen to audiobooks. And when we go on walks, I have one ear pod in or air pod in. And so I fit it in where I can, but I cannot read physically because when I sit down to read a book, I fall asleep. You fall so asleep, yeah. Forever to get through a physical book now. Hashtag mom life, okay? Yeah. We get it in when we can. Right. So do you ever miss like being in the classroom or no? Yes and no. There are things about it that I miss, but um, – I wouldn't give up what I'm doing for anything. You know, like I love getting to be with her. And while, yes, there are hard moments as a mom, um, they don't even compare to the hard moments in the classroom. And which I'm, I know I'm probably not being very encouraging to you because you're trying. To- <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when it's your own kid, like you have a different kind of love for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, so when I stopped working in 2019, It was, I I mean, it really, I needed this time that I've had with my kids because Mm -hmm. I, especially like with, well, with all three of them really, like I was just, was like working full time and had to be at work some days at like 4.45 in the morning. So it's like coordinating with babysitters and then you come home and you're exhausted. And it's just like these past couple of years of just like being able to walk them to the bus stop and pick them up from the bus Mm -hmm. stop and be at everything at school. It's like, it's been so nice. So I love that for you. Like, yes, enjoy this time with your baby. (laughs) Well, it's so nice that your kids are older too when you go into the classroom because right now, if I were to teach all day and then come home, I would not have the patience for a toddler temper. Like I just, my patience is gone. So your kids are older. You don't really have the toddler stage, you know, but, um, yeah. So it's nice to, to have all my patience for her. (laughs) Yeah. Just you and her. I love it. Love it. Okay. So were you always a romance reader? Like, tell me the romance origin story. So yes and no. I don't think I even really knew romance was its own genre for a long time. I, like I said, have always been a big reader. Like even when I, before I could really read, would fall asleep with multiple books in my bed. Starting like probably middle school, any of the books I read always had like some kind of romance in them. Like obviously it was very little at that point. Um, but then high school and college, most of what I was reading was any kind of young adult with romance in it, or I read a lot of Christian fiction, but only the ones that had romance in it. Um, so I think I was a romance reader without realizing it. And then in 2012, so like the middle of college, 
um, I started a book blog and I got a NetGalley account. And so I started reading just basically whatever I could get approved for that I had a little bit of an interest in. And around that time is when new adult romances like blew up. And so my first reads were probably new adult at that time. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't even remember what they would have been. But so then I slowly started reading that. But once I started teaching, graduated college, I really took a break from reading for a while. It wasn't until I got my job at my second school and I had a coworker who was a big reader and she was like, I want you to read this book. It was a Diane Chamberlain. Is that her name? Mm, yeah. Um, it was a book by her and I loved it. It was a historical fiction and I was like, okay, I need to get back into reading. And around that time is when I discovered BookTube. That would have been 2019. Um, and so I kind of discovered the romance side of BookTube. And then that's when I was like, oh my gosh, there are so many like indie romance authors I didn't even know about until like 2019. And so it opened a whole new world for me. And that's when I really, really started reading romance. Okay. I'm always fascinated by the OG bloggers. So like you start a blog and then what, like, how did you get your blog out there to connect with other bloggers, other readers? Like, so they see your reviews, like how did all of that work? I mean, I don't know that I was ever a big blogger, but um, back in the day, you did lots of like weekly, I don't know if they were tags or what we called them, but so it was like a every Tuesday or whatever, there was a topic and it was like your top 10. It basically was trope recommendations, stuff like that. Because yeah. um, BookTube used to have like top five Wednesday and like every Wednesday, oh, everybody that followed this group would post, you know, their recs or whatever. So it sounds yeah. very similar. Yeah. And you would actually link it on whoever created the like tag or whatever, you would link it on their blog. So then each week I would always go and check out everybody else's blogs. But I mean, that was pretty much it. I wasn't ever a giant blogger. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I tried blogging and it was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even like compared to, I was like, I was like, I will do YouTube all day over blogging. Like it was a lot of work. Yeah. I'm not a good writer either. So like YouTube is definitely the way to go for me. Yeah. Okay. So how long did you watch YouTube before you were like, okay, I can do this or I want to do this? Well, so I actually had a beauty YouTube channel like before BookTube. Okay. So I started watching like beauty lifestyle videos like 2010 um, when I got into college and started I had that kind of YouTube channel for like five years and I have since privated all the videos because they're very embarrassing I didn't know what I was doing makeup wise (laughs) um (laughs) but I when I would watch those videos I always watched like the really big booktubers like um who didn't read romance like Reagan from Peru's Project oh yeah Sasha Ariel yeah so I watched them even though we didn't read the same kind of books and then Around 2019 is when I realized, I I guess I found other romance booktubers and I didn't watch it for very long before deciding to start my own channel since I'd already had, you know, the other channel. I was comfortable with it. I knew what I was doing. So I kind of dove right in and I started my booktube channel in February of 2020. So I only watched maybe six months before I started. Yeah. Oh, wow. That makes a lot of sense because... From the moment I found your channel, I was like, she seems so comfortable. Like, she doesn't seem nervous at all. Like, it doesn't seem like she recorded this intro 10 times. (laughs) She finally settled on it. (laughs) 
<laughs> so like okay reading era like what would you say your romance reading era at the moment is like what's your current obsession is it like hockey romance or small town like what is it so I haven't read most of the hockey romances that are going around right now I want to but small town is definitely the era I'm in I've always been a small town romance reader but um yes I'm soaking that up and recently like within the last year romantic suspense Okay, tell me, tell me what happened. How did you end up there? Because I feel like romantic suspense, even for me personally, it is the subgenre that when I read a book, I tend to really love it, but I really struggle to like find the motivation to pick one up. So how Mm -hmm. did you find that, the enjoyment in that? Like, how did you end up there? Yeah, I actually agree with you. It's hard to be motivated to read one, except, so I found Catherine Cowles, um, she is one of my favorite authors. I read her last year trying to get ready for Book Bonanza, the big signing I went to last year. Um, and I will plug your video because you did recently post a <laughs> Book Bonanza signing video recommendations, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so I fell in love with her books and fell in love with her in person. She was so sweet. And so I read the rest of her backlist last summer, like very quickly. And since then have like, read her recommendations. So like she really likes Samantha Young. So I've started reading Samantha Young and she recommended me a Mia Sheridan book that I just read recently. So um, yeah, kind of just taking somebody I I trust and reading what they recommend in the same genre. What are you finding that you're like enjoying in it? Is it the like high stakes? Like what what are you you enjoying? (laughs) I'm such a scaredy cat. No. Same. That's what it is for me. Like I'm such an anxious person. Um, I think it just adds an extra element. I think I've been reading romance for so long that it just is predictable and like, obviously, right? Like romance is always going to have a happily ever after and it follows a, a, a formula generally. Um, and so I like that even though romantic suspense isn't necessarily a thriller, right? Like I can usually figure out what's coming. It doesn't usually completely shock me. Um, it might creep me out, but it doesn't shock me, Mm -hmm. but it's just different. Like it doesn't fit the formula that I've read, you know, 200 books of a year for the last three, four years. I love that. And I love that. Like the author that you enjoy has recommendations. Cause yeah, if you trust her, you're going to trust like the other recommendations that she has. I love that. I, I do feel like small town romance is having a moment. Where mm-hmm. do you feel like that came from? Is it the coziness? Like, what do you think? Why do we, why are we having a small town romance moment right now? You know, I think there's a couple of things to it. So Catherine, Catherine Cowles is a small town, town romance author. Um, a lot of romantic suspense is small town. And so mm-hmm. I think maybe that's part of it. She kind of blew up last year, but also Elsie Silver, I think has a lot to do with it. Uh, flawless and heartless, like blew up and so I think people are now like looking into other small town romances because I have that's that's my theme for today a small town romance I don't know okay (laughs) (laughs) um so a lot of them that I have to recommend are older but some of them are like the newer ones that are getting that attention now as well I don't know okay yeah I think that like 
we always hear like in romance, like uh, if an author creates a family, like you think of Nora Roberts and like all the families that she's created and like they just keep going and going or like Brenda Jackson has these like the Westmorelands and the books just keep going and going. I think there's really something special about like creating a town that kind of keeps going where like you don't necessarily follow a family, but you fall in love with like the community itself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like Gilmore Girls was so huge, right? And now we don't have that anymore. Like, I feel like we're we're just looking for something to take the place of that cozy feel. Yes. Yes. Okay. So tell me your first recommendation. Okay. Um, They're not in any order. But the first one I have to recommend is Southern Storms by Brittany Cherry. Oh, she's so good. Okay. I haven't read this one. So tell me about it. So Kennedy's husband kicks her out of her house. And so she moves to the town where her sister and brother-in-law live and they offer her one of their like kind of fixer upper homes. They have, they like flip houses kind of. Um, So they offer her one of those houses to live in until she kind of gets back up on her feet. And her next door neighbor is Jax and he is the town jerk, like so, so grumpy. And it takes a while for him to even like talk to her or open up to her. Um, But then they soon realize that they know each other from their past and they have a connection in their past too. So that's super fun to find out. Okay, so it's kind of like, is it grumpy? Is she is is it grumpy sunshine? Um, yeah, I, I would say it's grumpy sunshine. I don't know, I don't know that she's super sunshine, but he is definitely a grump. You definitely get grump vibes vibes from him. I love a good grump vibe. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's next? Okay, next is a new one. Rewrite our story by Kat Singleton. Um, so Cade and Marigold is her name. We this one takes place in past and present. It's a second chance. So we see them fall in love in the past through flashbacks. Um, He is her best friend's older brother. And so he was kind of always around. And one year on her birthday, her friend was asleep. And so he made her birthday special and took her out on like a horse ride. Um, And that became like their tradition. Um, And then she leaves. I won't tell you why because it'll spoil it. But she leaves. And 14 years later, she comes back to town because... Cade and his sister, Pippa, who's Marigold's best friend, their mom has passed away. And so she comes back for the funeral and to be there for her friend. Um, And obviously they have to see each other and get reconnected. And they both have a lot of kind of like a grudge towards each other for what happened. I don't know if grudge is the right word, but um, things didn't end on a happy note. And so there's a lot of tension there, but obviously they work things out. This one's a spicy one, but it's good. Okay. I feel like first and foremost, confession, I love like the siblings best friend trope. I know that a lot of people don't like it, but I love it. I think it's because I'm the oldest and I'm like, I never had that experience. Right. <laughs> this was kind of part of the fantasy. But like I I think that like kind of um like a staple of small town romance is like the character that comes home which is like in a way kind of like also like second chance, like seeing your hometown 15 years later as an adult or something. I don't know. It's just like, it never fails to me. Like, I love that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, there's just something special about coming back home. Like, I mean, I, my home is, is a small town, but it's not this small of a town. Mm-hmm. Um, and going back home, like, something's different every time I go because it's growing so quickly. But still, there's just something special about like, home you know 
Into the Tide by Laura Pavlov. This is the first book in her new series. So the book two comes out this week, I think, the week we're, fil- we're recording this. But um, so this is another brother's best friend. Okay. Um, <laughs> Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so Lila just graduated college and she has a big job like set up for her in Chicago. Um, but she's home for the summer to help. Her dad, who is a struggling, I think, alcoholic. He struggles with addiction. And so she's back in town to help, like, get her dad into rehab, get him back on track. But her brother is really not a fan of her coming back into that environment. And it's not a good environment. Her, She's supposed to be living with her dad. And things do not go well one night. And so Hugh her brother's best friend is there the night where her dad has a bun- whole bunch of friends over and it's just really rowdy. He's like, you are absolutely not staying here. Grab your stuff. Let's go. And she's like, no, I can't go with you. He's like, either you come with me or I'm calling your brother. Let's go. So she ends up staying with him and she also works for him um, for the summer. And so he becomes very protective of her. And obviously there's a lot of forced proximity and it's their romance. And there's like something so special about small town summer romances. Like, right? I mean, Christmas and summer, like that's it. Okay. Like You Love Me by Adriana Locke. This one's a little bit older. Um, So Holden got fired from his job and broke up with his fiance. Like his life is falling apart. So he comes back to this small town in Tennessee to help run his grandpa's vet clinic for a while while his grandpa is out of town. And there he runs into Sophie, who is running this bed and breakfast that her grandma left her. Um, And he and Sophie were good friends when they were young, but they haven't seen each other in years. Um, So he needs a place to stay. So obviously he ends up staying at the bed and breakfast. And he is trying to get his dream job in Florida because he's just here to help out his grandpa for a while. So he's trying to get this vet job in Florida. And the boss is so excited that he has a fiance. He's telling him that he's going to have a leg up since he's a family man. And it means that he can commit. Um... And he's like, well, I broke up with my fiance. He doesn't tell his the guy interviewing him that, though. So Sophie um, needs money to fix up this bed and breakfast. She owes a lot of money in taxes. And so Holden proposes that they have a marriage of convenience so that he can show this job that he can commit. And he really is the family man that he says that he is. And he will give Sophie the $5,000 she needs to pay her taxes so that she doesn't lose at the bed and breakfast. And the whole town gets in. So they thought they snuck away and like got married sneakily, but they come back and the whole town has set up this reception in the backyard <laughs> of the bed and breakfast. And it's just so funny. I loved it so much. And I love a good marriage of convenience too. Yes. I was thinking, I was like, I love marriage convenience. I love when somebody has like a bed and breakfast fixer upper, like so many buzzwords for this book. We're gonna have a full TVR after this. That, that's what I'm. That's what I want. Yes. Good. Um, okay. What else do you have? Okay. So I mentioned Catherine Cowles earlier, so I have to recommend Echoes of You by Catherine Cowles. This is book two in a series, but all of her books can be read as standalones. Um, so this is another like childhood. (laughs) All of these go back to childhood. Um, So Nash and Maddie were best friends since kindergarten. And Maddie had a really abusive father. And so she always would run to Nash in the middle of the night and stay with him. Um, 
I don't think he really knew what was going on, but he always knew something was wrong. And so he was kind of her protector even back then. And now years later, she comes back to town while running from her abusive fiance. Um, Because like I said, this is romantic suspense. Catherine Cowles is romantic suspense. So um, when she comes back to town, she's reconnected with Nash and he quickly jumps back into that protector mode. He is such a like touch her and you die kind of protector hero, um, which I love as well. So this one is a really, really good one. Oh my gosh. I need to stop sleeping on Catherine Cowles because <laughs> all of y'all talk about her and I'm like, her covers are always gorgeous. Okay. I've one clicked like crazy, but like I said, like I, I've heard you all say she's romantic suspense and I'm like, oh man, you guys, like I just, I'm not the best with romantic suspense, but they all sound so good. They all sound They're so, so good. good. She's in Kindle Unlimited now. Okay. 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 Last one is kind of a whole series because I couldn't just pick one. <laughs> this is your so, show. So <laughs> the Poplar Falls series by Amber Kelly. Um, This is just a really sweet small. T- I mean, I say sweet, like it definitely is still steamy, but um, small town series with Uh, Lots of different tropes because there's six books in the series, but it's centered around a family and a friend group and how they all find love mostly with each other. There's a couple um, that aren't within the like original friend group, but it's just really, really sweet. This one does have a little bit of a religious aspect. I wouldn't consider it like a religious romance, but um, like they pray before meals. It just is like that kind of small town. You know, like there's the old aunts that are like, you know, causing trouble, but also like we're going to church every Sunday. So I really really loved this series. Yeah. Oh, I love, I mean, any, any, I guess, special twist on small town, it's like captured. It's fine. (laughs) You know, that's very realistic. So I love it. Thank you for those. Yeah. Yeah. My TBR is like going crazy here. (laughs) I, I just, when I started reading romance, I started with like Debbie Maycomber and kind of like you did with Catherine, like reading some of her favorites. Like if I saw Debbie Maycomber's name, like I, as a blurb, I was like, okay, I'm picking this up. So like yeah. Ray and Thane, like I got my, like I really cut my teeth with in romance on like those small town series. Like I'm still a huge Jill Shalvis fan and she's always <laughs> creating some new small town. So I'm just like, I love that small town romance is having a moment right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, okay, some random questions I'm going to throw at you before we get off here. So, like, tell me one of your, and this may be Catherine Cowles, but, like, if there's another one, like, an auto-buy author. Like, you don't need to know anything about the blurb. They have a new book out. You're downloading it. There's so many. Okay. Well, tell me a couple of them. Go ahead. Um, okay. Kennedy Ryan. Yes. Oh, uh, I'm so happy her her latest book is being adapted. Yes, film. I'm so excited. Um, Catherine Cowles, obviously. Who else? I'm looking at my bookshelf. Sorry. Of course, I blank when you ask me this question, and there's probably like 50. Laura Pavlov, I do really enjoy. Yeah, you did an interview with her, right? Recently. Yes. Yeah. Um, Lauren Rowe, she hasn't written, she did just have a new release, but she didn't release anything last year. So, like, I feel like I haven't really seen her name a lot, but I love a lot of her backlist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Megan Quinn, I don't pick up often, but I do really love her books, but she's very rom-com. Like if you don't like rom-coms, you probably won't love her books. Are you a rom-com fan or no? I am, yeah. Okay, yeah, I love rom-coms. Um, another rom-com author is R.S. Gray. I really like R.S. Gray too. Okay. Yay. Okay, tell me one of the last, your last one clicks. I know you're like, you're doing a lot of audiobooks now, so 
Or yeah. are you listening to something right now? Um, yeah, I'm actually listening to a Colleen Hoover. It's for a vlog. Ooh. Um, I've I had only read one Colleen Hoover before this, so I'm one of those that hasn't read many. But I haven't I haven't read a lot of Colleen. I've read Verity and Layla, and that is it. <laughs> okay. I really love and loved it. Okay. Um, but I'm reading maybe someday right now. Okay. Okay. Um, my last one click. I mean, my last pre-order was A.L. Jackson's new one. I can't mm. remember the name of it, but it's that super pretty blue cover with, like, the clock on it. Yeah. Yeah. That was my last pre-order, so that one hasn't come out yet. Um, do you have, like, any bookish buzzwords? So many. Um, small town. <laughs> you posted recently that you've been loving Second Chance. Was that, like, a trope that you yeah. weren't too fond of before? or, yeah, or what? I didn't- think I loved it like I didn't think I disliked it but I definitely didn't think it was a favorite but I've always loved friends to lovers because it's like the emotional intimacy is already there you know like they don't have to get to know each other and so like obviously second chance is the same way too right like they might have to re-get to know each other because there's been a, a time gap or whatever but they they know each other on a deeper level and I really love that yeah. Oh, friends to lovers is so sweet. And I, I yeah, second chance is just, I love the already built in chemistry. Cause I'm kind of like mm-hmm. a, oh my gosh, we're four chapters in. Why hasn't anything happened? Like if it's second chance, it's like, okay, I already got it. They dated back in high school. She dumped him. They're back in town together. Great. Let's get it moving. Like it just, the pacing works so well. And I just love that like already built in chemistry. It's so good. So juicy. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, I also love a marriage of convenience. I like it in historical, but I really like it in a contemporary if it's done well. I um, do too, Morgan. I feel like yeah. I feel like the fake, like marriage convenience, fake dating. I feel like sometimes they catch a lot of hate. And I'm like, these are tropes that will never get old. <laughs> yes. Anything with forced proximity. If they are stuck together, only one bed, road trip, marriage of convenience, fake dating, any of that. Give it to me all day. <laughs> Like on YouTube, like, is there specific content that you feel like you're like having the most fun creating? Like, I feel like I don't know how I would survive doing YouTube right now where like we have TikTok where everybody wants things to be like three minutes or less. And I'm like, I used to vlog for like 20 minutes. (laughs) Like, How does it feel for you as a content creator right now? Like, what are what are you enjoying creating? What are you enjoying watching? So I always love filming trope videos because you just get to talk about your favorite books. But vlogs are the easiest for me just because I can sit down and talk about my feelings on a book for a few minutes and then we move on and then I put it all together and we have a video. Um, And vlogs are always what everybody says they want to watch. Like when I ask, people always want vlogs, but they just don't get the same amount of views as like a trope recommendation video or a wrap up. So I don't know why. Um, I guess because it's longer. Yeah, I really like watching vlogs the most probably. I used to love recommendation videos the most, but now I'm just like, my TBR is so huge. Like Instagram is really where I find my recommendations. Um, And I like watching vlogs. It's interesting because you came from like the lifestyle beauty section Mm -hmm. of YouTube. And I kind of feel like there's some crossover now between lifestyle and, and booktube. And I'm like, how did this happen? But I feel like some of these lifestyle vloggers have found their love of reading. Uh-huh. And so here they are, like hundreds of thousands of followers and like doing booktube. And I'm like, this is 
like, how did this happen? This is really weird. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've definitely seen that too. Um, I don't know. I think it's, this is a random thought, but just comparing the two for a minute, what I think is interesting about the difference of them is in booktube, when you have a different opinion than somebody, people can get so upset if you don't like their favorite book. Oh yeah. In the beauty world, like it's very understood that we have different skin types. We like different things. Like why can we not understand that we like different things in books? Like, I don't get it. It's so easy to be like, this product works on my skin, but it's probably not going to work on yours. But in the bookish world, it's like, oh no, like (laughs) we're coming for you because you said this book by our favorite authors. (laughs) Yes. Oh gosh. It's, it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm interested to continue to see how this evolved. I'm like, man, some of these, it's interesting to see these like huge lifestyle vloggers that are like doing, you know, book, come to Barnes and Nobles with me. And I'm like, guys, do you guys not realize like we've, we've been over here talking about this for years, (laughs) (laughs) but it's always fun to see that, you know, obviously they're inspiring people to read. So it's like, keep, keep doing what you're doing. My growth on YouTube has been so slow. So I feel like TikTok has a lot to do with that because people's attention, well, and, and COVID too. I feel like people's attention span is so much shorter because I mean, like, I don't know that maybe that's me as an educator, but in COVID, like our kids sat in front of a a screen all day. And so they're just used to this instant gratification and constant entertainment that a 10 minute video, they get bored in, you know, like they want the one minute TikToks. Yeah. I think about like bloggers. I'm like, people do people sit at the computer and read anymore like and there are some amazing people that are still blogging and I'm like I hope like their dedicated fan base is like still showing up because the world is lazy now (laughs) I can't even imagine (laughs) well plug all your stuff like where can everyone keep up with you online yeah so YouTube and Instagram I'm nothing better than a book on both um and Goodreads I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> I have a Twitter, but literally haven't posted in like five years. So don't even bother. <laughs> Do you have anything coming up on YouTube that you're excited to share? Like, are you doing any more author interviews? Like you should definitely be doing some I more author interviews. Do you have an author interview for the end of the month, but I'm not, it might fall through. So I don't want to announce it yet. Okay. Um, okay. But I am almost done with my vlog for reading books that Catherine Cowles recommended. So that should be up next week hopefully um reading some of her all-time favorites and yeah I'm going to book bonanza in June so I'll have my vlog for that up I'm so excited to meet some new authors and yeah 